Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. In our society, we praise the winners and scorn the losers. The winner becomes the hero. He gets the girl, the promotion, and the big money prize. The loser slinks away into obscurity, nev never to be heard from again. The spotlight shines brightly on the one who comes in first. Nobody remembers who crosses the finish line in second place. How did life devolve into everything becoming a competition? Who made up the rules and determined that we all need to challenge, strive against, and try to best one another, clawing and fighting our way up the ladder, not caring how many people we have to step on to get ahead? Nothing personal, it's just business. Might makes right. The end justifies the means. Dog-eat-dog, dog, survival of the fittest, it's just the way the world is. It's sad, really. And even sadder to realize that probably we've all been guilty of using one of these phrases at one time or another to justify our actions. Sometimes out of selfishness, sometimes out of desperation. We were never supposed to compete with each other we were supposed to cooperate with each other for the greater good of us all. This was never God's intention for how we were to live when he created this beautiful world and put our first parents, Adam and Eve, in the middle of Eden. You see, God's kingdom is all about being interconnected and interdependent with our fellow human beings and with God himself. He placed within us a desire to serve and to love and to uplift one another. His kingdom, in the heavenly sphere, operates on the principles of love and selflessness, beings serving other beings, creating, celebrating the giftedness and accomplishments of all, cooperating and working together. This results in joy and gladness throughout God's vast universe. And when God created this world, it was built upon the same principles to mirror on this earth the same activities and harmonies found in the celestial courts above. Let me share two verses that underscore the principles upon which God's heavenly kingdom and his earthly kingdom were established. Matthew 7 verse 12 says, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. 1 Peter 3 verses 8 and 9 completes the picture. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one for another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or insult for insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called. If only this was how we lived today. Lucifer, now called Satan, chafed under heaven's guiding principles. He began the great experiment of living for yourself rather than for others, placing self in the center and using others to get what you want, always at their expense. We call Satan's great experiment, his form of rulership, sin. And we've been playing in this sad drama for over 6,000 years, tortured by the what's in it for me. I want more, more, more. Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14 does a good job of defining Satan's kingdom. 
You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. There are five eyes in these two, sen- two verses. Everything is about him. I, 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 I. Everything revolves around him. And Satan recreates, or should I say, de-evolves human beings into an image of himself where we think and behave just like him so that it becomes all about us and not about others. This is the exact opposite of how we were created to behave. And really, this is such a horrible way to live. I thank God that Jesus came and gave us a way out of this nightmare. The Advent season reminds us of a God so unselfish, so driven by love, that he came into this world to set everything right. Friends, it doesn't have to be about winning or losing. There is no competition for getting ahead in God's magnificent worldview. With Satan, we're all losers. But with God, we're all winners. And if you have experienced a lot of losing, remember that Matthew 20, verse 16 promises that the last shall be first. And Jesus himself made that statement. Everyone wins because Jesus came. We all get a crown. We all do the victory dance. We all share in the great celebration. There are no losers in God's great kingdom. Nobody fades away into oblivion because they came in second. We all go to glory in the great circle that makes up the family of the redeemed. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11 states that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. And 2 Chronicles 20 verse 15 tells us not to be afraid or discouraged because the battle belongs to the Lord. So if that is true, then we all win. Now, instead of competing with each other, Let's encourage one another, cheer each other on as we run the race in this world together and help each other across the finish line. I really love living under God's kingdom where his governing principles are all about love and sharing, cooperating and interconnecting with each other so that the sum of who we are is greater than who we are by ourselves. I have two praise songs to share with you today. The first is Overcomer by Mandisa, and an older song from 1939, written by Eugene Bartlett, Victory in Jesus. Bill Gaither's group does a masterful job of singing this song. It's so inspiring. And I encourage you to listen to these two songs and just let them soothe over your hearts. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.